Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, how are you? Welcome to episode 77 of this incredible podcast. I have to say incredible because we've just had an incredible interview. (laughs) So if you've just joined, my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am the host for the show. I help uh, women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase their income and live their best lives. So find me on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn under Vangile Makwakwa and on Facebook under Wealthy Money. With me is my incredible and beautiful co-host. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi, Ven. <laughs> and welcome home, Ven. For the first time in a year, guys, I am recording the podcast with Vangile in Johannesburg this time. So welcome home. Welcome to the cheese of Johannesburg. And my incredible, incredible, pretty co-host, guys, is forever cold. She's got underfloor heating on, and it's only autumn, right? She's got underfloor heating. I don't know. Agana Jazzy, we need a cold coat for her. But yeah, <laughs> I'm going to the village. I'm getting all my winter clothes from my mother's house. Um, I hope yeah, so. guys. So, Misa, please so. introduce yourself to people. Tell us what you do, where they can find you, all the I awesome am, work you're busy with. I am, I am that awesome beginner mentor, right, for real estate. So if you are a beginner mentor, come to Prop Doc Mom. Come to my page on Facebook where I share all sorts of lessons. I share my personal story and you can join the PropDocMom mentorship at PropDocMom.com. Find me on Instagram. I'm forever there. Um, I help you begin your real estate investor journey because that is the most daunting thing. And the first 16 weeks of your investment journey are probably the most important ones, setting you up and making sure that you come out of curiosity and fear. That's what I do, property mentor at Prop Doc Mom. So today, guys, today, yeah, oh, I know I keep today. saying the shows are incredible, but Gabrielle is going to take you from incredible to incredible life. If there is a word, yes, like that. yes, yeah. there is such a word. <laughs> <laughs> we are ma- we are making it a word. Um, yeah. So wow, guys, like this. Actually, where do we even start? Let's just say oh that gosh. Gabriel has is from um, the US. He's yep. a traveler. He's been to over 70 countries. He is now building, uh, he built a boutique hotel in South Africa, in Johannesburg Observatory. Absolutely. And yes. it's doing, despite COVID, it's doing really well. And he shares how Judena, guys, like, you know, Judena, like as in <laughs> the guy that sings Bambi, Chief, uh, Chief Don't Cry or something like, anyway, <laughs> like, I just, I, I love him. You know, I'm gonna ask uh, my daughter what Boomerang, is. 
Yes, and he sings, oh, go Google Boomerang, like one of my favorite songs and one of the best <laughs> dance things ever. Like, it's just like <laughs> a song. The video has got the best dancing ever. So anyway, and Bambi, like one of my favorite, like literally I've tweeted about Bambi, guys. So I'm not even joking when I say it's one of my favorite songs. Like, I think it's like a genius song <laughs> like, so it's from today now he stayed at the hotel so i'm like oh my god mm -hmm. now i have to go there because i am fangirling so much <laughs> he also shares with us how he's built this in how he's in the process of building this incredible hotel in morocco so yeah. today's show is just mind-blowing mind-blowing <laughs> so i think i think what's special about him is he has been and done so so many things and the reason mm -hmm. he is in real estate has changed then right it has changed mm -hmm. from being just another real estate investor mm -hmm. he is here to build experiences he doesn't just build yeah. a hotel a block of mm. something that you can check him into and his yes. life started in an airbnb that he actually didn't even own that's how his yes. real estate journey started so guys you are in for a treat oh my gosh you are in for the most incredible episode we've had and well the background as well and the after talk of the podcast has lasted hours and hours <laughs> We are, yes. we are over the moon with this. So have a good time. Take your coffee. Yeah. Or if you are driving, please switch off your other phones and whatever and listen to this podcast. Shall we do it? Yeah, let's get started. Welcome, Gabriel. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Hey, Gabriel. So, so happy to be in Seattle with you. <laughs> <laughs> okay so, shall so we? gabriel yep so gabriel tell us about yourself who are you what do you do just introduce us to you as a person where were you born where are you from where are you living let's go <laughs> that's a long story we're gonna just do the podcast just on that is that because i can do it the whole thing just there. no um my name is gabriel lavelle uh i'm <laughs> 35 years old. I'm from Everett, Washington, uh, state okay. in America. Um, I was actually born in West Palm Beach, Florida, but that's a whole nother thing. Um, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur. So I've done a bunch of different um, type of businesses, ended right. up being in New York and wanting to um, kind of just really expand my journey and do something a little bit more than my small right. town and small community. And uh, yeah, I ended up in New York for 10 years doing a bunch of random things um, from film and photography to uh, doing some fashion stuff, like a little small label fashion thing and had a bunch of different jobs, worked in tech. Uh, and I just loved the energy of the city. And what it taught me was the ability to be able to literally just be a jack of all trades and hustle and do as much as you can. So about seven, six years ago now, um i fell upon airbnbs um i right. was renting out a spot in lower manhattan and mm -hmm. i was just subleasing it meaning i was renting it and then i rented it to somebody else for more and right. <laughs> um, it's now has a fancy word called rental arbitrage now but um, <laughs> right 
So yeah, so I was doing that and it essentially did really well. Somebody told me about Airbnb. I said, you know what, let me try it. And the rest is history. So I did that for the last six years. We first had properties just in New York. Then we started expanding throughout the nation. And then I went international. Oh. Um, yeah. And okay. I guess through through that journey, it really, I, I started to think about you know, I would design the places, I would buy the furniture, I'd go to the place mm. and set them up. And so I started, yeah, I started to get really into design and really like I have friends that are photographers and stuff. So I started putting that in the space and mm. um, I wanted to build a brand behind it. And I wanted to build something that had a little bit more impact. Okay. And I just happened to Google like, you know, black hotel operators and owners and there's not many. Right. So um, I was like, oh, maybe oh, I should wow. do that. Yeah. Just hold on there. That's, so, that's so much happened in that. You unpacked so much in such a time. So much. <laughs> so we want to take you a step <gasps> back. So it sounds like in New York, you went and rented a space. How did you or when did you buy the first property? And were you already thinking, I'm buying this? to sublease or were you buying your first property because you needed a place to live? Mm. So New York is extremely expensive. Okay. So I most see. people outside of investors and really wealthy people that aren't right. from New York don't typically buy in New York. So right. when I started this journey, it wasn't even to buy into New York. It was really more of a, Hey, um, I want to make extra income. I was just trying to make passive income. I had really? another business. Yeah. Yeah. I had another business that I was working on both me and my business partner. And we both were trying to feed our separate entities. It was actually really interesting. So she had a personal finance business. I was trying to do a, um, a textile manufacturing in Egypt and, um, okay. you know, really was trying to get big into this and buy a factory and do all these really cool things. Um, and this thing was just growing. And it was funny because we were putting so much work in to then put it outwards until right. we both had a clicking moment because we quit our jobs. She was in... Uh, finance. I was in tech within three months of, I had my own Airbnb. I took it to her. I guess, I'm sorry. I can back up and tell you a little bit more about that story, right? Um, yeah. But so long story short, um, I had started to Airbnb my property, my, right. my actual apartment. I just left it furnished. And I said, let me rent this thing out because I wanted to get another bigger place. New Yorkers right. typically move every year or two. Right. So I just left it furnished. I rented it out. I made way more money than I thought I would, took it to this other property. Right. Um, and so me and my business partner, a friend of mine, were chatting. Yeah. And I told her about this Airbnb thing. And she's a, she was a quantitative uh, analyst at um, right. KPMG and worked directly in real estate. So she's like, no, this can't be possible. You can't be making this much money. These numbers don't work in real estate. They don't make sense, right? Like, they literally don't make sense. So I'm like, wow. Yeah. So I'm like, here it is. Here's here's the statements. Here's everything. And um, she said, okay, sure. Let's just try one as a business then. Let's just see if it'll work, right? Yeah. I said, great. We did. And through all the projections and calculations, we tripled it. You know, and wow. so within three months so, of that, we quit our jobs and went full time. Wow. Yeah. And it was oh, like wow. I said, it was in the hopes of feeding our separate organizations. So she was trying yeah. to do a personal finance business and I had this other thing going on. And so that was kind of the, the thing. Um, and then it just snowballed. 
right? Um, she's an efficiency expert and I'm a vision person. So okay. we just, I'm like, let's snap up properties here, 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 here. I understand the market. I know what to look for. And she's building the structure behind it. I yeah. guess when I started to go into purchasing property was because it was so new and a lot of people weren't doing it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it became a thing where we're like, okay, we need to build a legacy. We need to understand how to, um, build on this thing. So we went to biggerpockets.com. Oh, started, you did. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we started looking at traditional, traditional investments and seeing if anybody else is doing what we were doing. Right. I think there were a lot of people doing it, but they weren't saying anything about it because they were probably mm-hmm. doing so well and they didn't want other people to get into the market. Get into the market. Yeah. So okay. we ended up going to Florida and looking at buying a low-income housing. So we were going to buy an apartment building uh, next to her hometown. And um, yeah, it just, we we started to run it and it just didn't, honestly, in the middle of the deal, we're about to sign. I flew out to Florida. We had put a bunch of money down uh, and all these different things in order to make sure the building was right and what, what, what. And I just had a thing that clicked in my mind and I'm like, yeah, but this doesn't even make sense. One of our units, which we don't even own, makes more than this whole building and we don't have to put up all this money and stuff wow. and so i created a whole another plan to start saying well why even go into that market let's just yeah. buy single condo units and full service buildings and let's do that if we want to buy oh. right we can do rental arbitrage but we can also just buy and build our asset portfolio by literally just you know, um, but yeah, it is. Thanks. By just um, uh, uh, buying those single units, right? Okay. Mm, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, okay. That's kind of so. Okay. So wow, there's. I I still feel like there's a lot there. Can there we is. just? <laughs> I haven't even dived into half of it, man. <laughs> I know. Like that's there's fine. still the hotel to unpack. All that, right? So we're gonna just um. Go back. So, sure. Tell us about how you, um, so you guys started uh, start having this realization three months in. How many apartments uh, did you have when you decided to quit your job that you were Airbnb in? So listen, it's you have to understand what the market was in New York specifically. Uh, okay. As far as revenue-wise for Airbnb, New York right. was number one in the world. And wow. San Francisco was number two and it was down here. So New York was generating double the revenue with less units okay. than anywhere wow. else. So wow. we were able to quit our jobs with three units, four units. I mean, it's like nice. literally. Oh my gosh, that uh, is yeah, amazing. And it's crazy. We replaced our salaries. And um, when we, wow. we ended up picking up a lot, I, I, you know, I'm not going to say how many we ended up getting, but we, we did pretty well. <laughs> Um, and we literally ran it. We ran it like crazy and we're working 20 hours a day, um, just building this business. Um, we ended up started to take on property management. I did what's called, uh, master service agreements. So we would go to wow. developers and say, Hey, listen, you have a 300 unit building. Give us 10 units, right? We'll sign a lease on 10 of these units and put right. that on our umbrella. Right. Mm-hmm. So we did a bunch of different things and we were, she's a really hard worker and I am competitive. So I'm like, I'm not going to let you outwork me. And so we just sat and worked all day. We ended up moving in together and okay. just working for like two years straight. 
Wow. Okay. So my next question with this then was actually going to be about, do you mind telling us about some of the business structures that you had to to put in place in order Mm -hmm. to run this like a business? Because I think that's one of, it's funny because I was having this conversation with my sister today and she Mm. was saying, "We're, we're in business together with real estate. And she was like, she cannot do the admin stuff and all the structures behind that. And I love that. So that's okay. Like we balance each other out, but can you talk about what are some of the structural things that you need to have in place to run a successful Airbnb business? Sure. Um, when you're at one or two, um, well, let's say one to 10. Um, yeah, there's not much, honestly, mm. if they're all centrally okay. located next to each other. So because we were mostly focusing on Manhattan when we started, I think all okay. actually all of our properties were in Manhattan. That's a train right away. The most okay. they were far from us was 20 minutes. So anything okay. happened. Um, one thing that's interesting, New York is also like one of the toughest markets in the world. You have old buildings, you have, mm. you know, old key systems that snap and break. You don't have control of the front doors because there's two glass doors. And sometimes that gets messed up. So you have to put in a lot of fail saves, right? So we started to do a bunch of research. How do we make this as low impact as possible for us so that we can continue to expand? So mm-hmm. the main things we see, which are now, you know, again, because we started when none of this stuff was built. So communication, you know, communication aggregation, right? Um, okay. There was a guy in um, Canada. So I'm from Everett. Vancouver, Canada is about three hours from us. Um, okay. So I... I, I met a guy online who was creating something that I was actually going to create with a friend of mine. Uh, He's a developer. We were going to create a chat system that could ingest all of our different Airbnb profiles and and reservations into one Mm -hmm. place. Ended up finding a guy who had started that process and he was in beta. And so I'm like, Hey man, let me test this out. Let me help you with this. And just give it to me for free. Like, he's like, okay, cool. No problem. So that solved a huge problem for us, right? We were answering the same questions. So what we did was we made a master Google document of everything you need to know about every apartment. Where's the trash? What's the Wi-Fi code? Um, If something happens, what do you need? And we made that. We made it a shareable link. So anybody that um, That uh, checked in, not even like before you check in, they got that link, right? We sent it to them. It goes straight to them. There's pictures. You know, this key is a little weird. You got to shake it a little bit. We had a video of me shaking the key, right? (laughs) So we wanted to do everything to get people to stop calling us. That dropped our call rate and text rate by like 90%, right? That's the first thing. Second thing is, like I said, fail safe backup. People lose keys, people get drunk, people break keys, things like that happen. So we would always have a lockbox right next to the unit. And that's something I've carried on today if I don't have smart locks. Okay. Uh, so, you know, just as a failsafe, again, I don't want to get out of bed or I don't want to have to make somebody get out of bed at 3 a.m., right? Yeah. So we would already put that on that, hey, if you do lose the keys, here's this the This is what you do. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then cleaning, you know, cleaning. Honestly, yes. the, the, one oh, of the most important God. things is having a good cleaner. And that takes time, right? And you have to understand how to build um, – relationships i typically take care of my cleaners really really well really well we i'm a i'm a fan of poaching people so we would go to the apps like there's apps in south africa as well i can't remember i think sweep something 
um, yeah. start or something like that. I would go to them, hire a cleaner, and then just say, hey, do you want to work for me directly? Right? Yeah. And we would train them in our system. And I've had the same cleaners in New York for six years, right? Wow. The ones that I could keep on. Yeah, absolutely. And That's I try awesome. to do that everywhere I go where we empower yeah. them. They, look, they make a little bit more money. They have a little bit more responsibility. And um, yeah, having a good property manager and cleaner. Those are Those are good, I think, good tips. Then when yeah. you get over that, you know, when you get over that 10 mark and you're actually like managing multiple units in multiple places, the right. structure is really um, having your numbers down, you know, having good management protocols. Mm. Your fail-safe layers have to now trickle into everything. You know, if my manager mm. quits, if my cleaner quits on the job, if something happens, who is the person that steps up because I physically yep. can't be there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's how I. That's how I ended up structuring it. Yeah. Oh, awesome. And that leads me to Day's house and how I structure, you know, the hotel and stuff as well. So even our hotel isn't structured like a normal hotel. We're very much yeah. a flexible environment, right? As COVID happens, I try to keep my teams as small as possible. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Can I just on this backtrack second. and just ask you to hold on a second, and then sure. you can tell us. Um, maybe before you go into Day's house, can you please tell us? What is Day's House? How did you come to start Day's House? Where yeah. is it located? Because right now yeah. we've just gone from New York all the way to the other end, and our audience Welcome doesn't to my know life, you know? where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yes, what is Day's House? So Gabriel has got something called Day's House, guys. D A Z E Day's House. Tell us a bit how Day's House came about, and why do you know about South Africa anyway? Okay. Yes. Ooh. Ooh, that's a well, I'm a traveler first and foremost, right? All um, right. I love traveling. I've been to like 70 countries or something like that. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And um, South Africa was always pretty high on the list. And, um, you know, really, okay, I guess where it starts is, like I said, at that point, maybe about five years ago. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Maybe about three years ago. Um, mm hmm. I had built this business. We had built this business. It was doing well. It was running efficiency. I was traveling all over the world right. um, and just managing this business remotely. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was great. But what I realized is, is we were just making money. We weren't necessarily making impact. And so mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't, you know, it's, it's one thing when you say to your friend, you're like, Hey man, I'm doing this thing. It's making a bunch of money. Or like, this is something you should look at doing. It's another thing of having a brand and a structure around that, right? You don't have to trust that I'm doing this. You can see it's happening, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I went to Mexico City and I opened up some Airbnbs there. By happenstance, was also on vacation and um, started talking to a couple people. Right. And one guy, um, he, was, uh, he was in the middle of like a hotel project. And okay. we started talking, we became really cool. I was like, hey, man, I would love to just be around and kind of consult and, you know, put my two cents in. And he let me. And they built an incredible boutique hotel in, right. uh, in, in Mexico City. And I'm like, man, I would love to do something like this. This really does encompass everything that I care about. And for me, Black empowerment is a big thing. Um, right. So I was like, why can't this exist on the continent? And mm -hmm. that's really where the idea of Day's House was, the inception came from. So I went to South Africa. I got a place in Santon, um, right. an Airbnb, and was like, yeah, but 
with a little bit more money, I can honestly just put together like a small intimate boutique hotel brand. I can hire black entrepreneurs. I can hire artisans. I can hire events, do a bunch of different things. And um, Mm. that's kind of how it started. And it's formed into something, I mean, completely different over the last two years, honestly. Mm. It is not, if you looked at where it started and where it's at, yeah. And so now the goal is to build the largest boutique hotel, privately held boutique hotel chain on the continent. That's the goal. Right, and we're working on a hotel too right now. Okay. Hotel can you please? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in Morocco. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you take us through the process of getting the hotel, right? So you arrive in South Africa and then you decide I'm going to get this hotel. What was that like? Did you rent the space? Did you lease? Did you buy? Did you buy an old building? Did you renovate? Just walk us through that entire process of setting up. Um, so I looked at everything, right? I looked at, um, well, actually I take that back. I did not look at leasing. I didn't want to lease. Um, my, my thesis and my goal was to buy and create ownership and equity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if I wanted to lease, I would do it in America because I'd make more money. It's in dollars, right? So okay. for me, my access, and just from my perspective, I mean, now I know it could be different depending on where you invest, obviously. Okay. But okay. Um, yeah, it was it was really about ownership um, mm. and buying certain type of buildings and land. Um, mm. One thing that I realized very quickly was when I was going throughout the continent, I've, I've been all over. South Africa is one place of a few on the continent that has like a modern contemporary South African design aesthetic, right? Yeah. Um, which is really cool. But mm-hmm. when you talk about the high-end spaces, um, especially in the hotelier space, it's just like these big brands in Santin, um, the Marriott's, the Hilton, the Capital Group. Yeah. You like they all look hotel, alike. Hotel rooms in a box, building in a box. Yeah, right? I know. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know. No color me, Yeah, no, no. And the, 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 it doesn't speak to the culture. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't have any experience. It's a, hey, mm. go lay your head down on a nice bed and get out. You know, maybe go yeah. to the bar, maybe get some drinks, believe. It's not, <laughs> I wanted to create an experience. And so I quickly realized that yeah. if I wanted to do something different, it can't be in Santon, it can't be in your yeah. Rosebanks, it can't yeah. be in the metropolitan hubs. It needs yeah. to be removed outside of it, close to it. But it needs to create its own atmosphere based on what I create in a specific bubble. So I first actually, um, I had started in Melville. Um, so I started my journey in Melville, mm-hmm. um, met a couple guys that mm-hmm. side. There's a really cool mm-hmm. uh, guest house named uh, Pablo House. Talked to him, uh, mm-hmm. which is Pablo House. And, um, you know, I was just really looking at it, found a property. Not going to go through that whole story. Long story short, blew up that. I mean, it happens in real estate all the time. You know, deals fall yeah, through. Yeah, it does. And um, I was going to partner with somebody and then it fell apart. Happens, right? Okay. Right. I, right. I said, okay. Let me, sorry, Gabriel, just right there. Um, ownership, um, having come out from the States, mm-hmm. what was that like? Did you discover any, 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 obstacles in owning in buying what was that like in south africa or just in general in south africa in south africa specifically super easy super easy while i was in new york i set up a company i didn't even cipc is like one of the most efficient things in south africa i think organization wise 
so I set it up in two days um, and consulted my lawyer and said, hey, how do I structure this? And I realized it very much reflects America and the UK. You structure the, the actual asset under its own entity, and then you have your operating mm-hmm. company. I was like, great. Yeah. I know that very well. That's what I do everywhere. So yeah. okay. that like this, right? It is not a hard process at all. Um, yes. The building is a whole nother story. Like actually, so what That's I ended up doing. That's what we want to yeah. hear about. Like yeah, how yeah, did I'll, you- I'll jump into that. Yeah, yeah, I'll jump into that. So, so basically after hunting and putting this deal together in Melville for about six months, it all came to a crashing halt, like very quickly, you know, I was upset. I'm like, Oh man, I think I'm just going to go back to New York. Maybe I should go back to this Airbnb thing. Right. And um, I said, you know what? Let me just take the day off. Let me lick my wounds. And I'm just going to, I'm going to start over tomorrow. Like legit. And I went on property 24 yeah. I heard about this area called Observatory. It was super cheap and the properties were cheap. And I was like, yes. that's weird. Huh. And so I was like, I've never heard of this area. I don't know anybody that knows about this area. I did some research. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this that's area because is you didn't know me. Right. Oh, they- <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, but you know, the last observatory. Uh, it's a, it's, I it's love an incredible observatory. area. And, you know, it so is. I just, I quickly started Google searching. And I mean, literally within an hour, I was like, man, this area is so interesting. Why doesn't anybody talk about it? I found the property, which was an old Italian guy who owned it for about 50 yeah. years. He built it. Um, wow. And so oh, I dear. drove down immediately, right? And so the story goes, it was probably about five o'clock at night. I see the agent sign. I'm calling the agent. I'm like, hey, can somebody come over here? The sun's going down. And she's like, no, we can't go out there today. And I'm just kind of outside. I'm looking suspicious. I'm like looking in and you know, I look crazy. Like now that I know I live in South Africa, I'm like, you don't do that. You know, I'm like in the fence, I'm like looking around, you know. And um, so this probably everyone, man, you're lucky nobody called the cops on you. I know, right? seriously. Yeah. So this old Italian man comes out, a really sweet man named Angelo. He's like, hey, um, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, you know, I see the signs for sale. Like, I'm really interested in looking around the property and stuff. He's like, would you like to come in and have tea? And I was like, absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. So, you know, I pull in, I go in, and I mean, I'm telling you immediately, I mean, immediately, I knew it was the property. And um, there's 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 an intrinsic value that we have in the things that we care about and the things we want to do. Yeah. And I think that that's not talked about enough in real estate right no. uh, the feeling that you get with something the the vision mm. that you can have for something that's not necessarily there at that time yeah. so i did a complete mm. gut renovation right it was a home it was a home for 50 years i don't wow. know any i don't even know how i don't know the metric system right i'm from the imperial system i hadn't done any type of redevelopment project like that but i seen it and i was like mm, i can do it on this property and so mm. That's how it happened. Honestly, I went up, I went up to the balcony. And I so what's the hotel called? Day's Where house. Day's house. Where is it? Mm. Which, what street is this? What's that? On what street is it? It's on Forey. So do you know, uh, it's on Forey and, um, well, off of Ob's Ave. So you know the golf course, right? The golf course, yeah. Behind the golf course, right behind the golf course. Mm. Like We're like two minute walk from the golf course, from the entrance. Yeah. yeah. Never seen it. So... Mm-hmm. I am very interested. In, you said something really powerful here, right? Gabriel? Yeah. Because almost everyone that we get on this podcast talks about running the numbers, 
You yeah. bought a property without running the numbers. Mm-hmm. You bought a property based on gut feel. Gut Tell feel. us about yeah. that. What does that even mean? Because I think I'm a big believer in, Amizo and I are both big, big believers know. in gut feel. So, yeah. but we also talk a lot about numbers on this show. So tell us what that feels like. How did, what is it about the property that made you know this is, this could be something, this could be something special. I read a, a, you know, I'll I'll drop one book. Um, It's called real estate game. I typically carry it with me everywhere. And even in that book, he talks about whether it's a property, whether it's a mall, apartment complex, garage right it's space at the end of the day it's space right you're Mm. developing space or you're dealing with space for me um any space that i'm interested in has to have an experience there has to be a specific experience there that i can either create or that's intrinsically a part of that space Mm. whether it's historical whether it's It's on a hilltop or whatever it is that speaks to me, that's how I move investment wise. So I knew I had this idea that was taking Mm. a very different business model because our business model is not a traditional hotel business model. Yeah. Right. Which means Mm -hmm. I can't have a traditional property and it means the idea and the numbers aren't traditional. They're just not right. I knew from a base case, I was like, I know what Airbnb does, right? Yeah. In mm-hmm. Joburg and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have those numbers. At the worst case, I could do that, right? I can run the numbers yes. in that route and still try to activate the space in a different way. So I, I did minimal numbers, I'll say. I did minimal. I didn't do any. I mean, I did numbers. I had to I have a budget and things like that. Right, Blue right. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> It was more so about the feeling and the space and 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 what it meant for me and when what I, you wanted to create. Exactly. Would would other people feel the same thing that I feel when I come into the space? Mm-hmm. And what will they think about it? So my other big part of the exercise before I bought it was to ask everybody I knew about. What do you know about observatory? What do you like? What don't you like? And mm-hmm. so almost synonymously, most people didn't know anything about it. And that to me is really oh, wow. interesting. That's really interesting. Wow. That is really very powerful. upsetting to hear. Yeah. Yes. Were you asking South Africans? I'm just very Of course. Interested. Absolutely. All South Africans. But, wow. but, listen, but it makes sense though, guys. I mean, like the, the point is, is that most black people for the most of their lives didn't have those big estates. No, right? they didn't. Those big estates yeah. are owned by white people. Um, yes. And so were you actually going on those estates? No. I have friends mm-hmm. that went to Sacred Hearts, walked around the neighborhoods, but, but they- yeah, don't know what but it was did. something. But it was something that you walked or you were dropped off at school by some taxi on a bus, and these were just big houses that you had no exactly. aspiration for. Yeah, and and it is it is a hidden gem of of Johannesburg, to be honest. Yeah. It I mean, really I, is. Yeah. Yeah, I have two friends whose daughters got married on their on their primary homes because it's got those. Gorgeous, gorgeous views in the evenings and the sunsets in observatory. I mean, I just you incredible. 
sell those, right? Yeah. You could actually yeah. patent those and sell them, right? <laughs> that is so incredible. But Gabriel, you've brought something to this game, and I like I like what you say mm. about investing with your heart and and your whole body when you can feel a property yeah. with your whole skin. So mm. your buying requirements. Yes, cash flow comes into it. Yes, appreciation and equity comes into it. But you've brought on an element that most people here haven't spoken about, right? The intrinsic intrinsic value of what you want to bring with that experience. That's just crazy. So how's that doing though, Gabriel? We've had COVID. How's this house doing? So we had... um you know uh we opened up february <laughs> 2020 no ways 20 yeah, no yeah. way yeah 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 oh yeah. my gosh um, so we had what I'm, a not time. Sure, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with uh jadena the recording artist yes oh my god yeah. love him bambi so, is one of my favorite songs yes yeah <laughs> so he came and stayed at the property and made his next album for a month so the month of feb he, no way. he took over the whole property and uh was there yeah listen and, to uh, you <laughs> it was incredible. It was really cool. It was great. So funny enough, a lot of because and we were still, we weren't even pre-operational. We had still needed stuff to be done. And he's like, nah, man, it's cool. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And so I mean, a really? bunch of celebrities and stuff have been there and they just don't know it because we didn't have any signs or anything, you know. Um wow. but yeah, so he stayed for the month and then we were rolling. We had so my my um I think my specific background lends to experiences and creating something new and interesting. Right. So we started doing paint and sip. We, we did Kazumba class. We were starting to do cooking classes and rolling and then COVID hit. Mm. Right. Um, mm. Oh, and then intimate concerts. That was another thing, but COVID hit. We obviously shut down because we were in pre-opening, you know, I'm blessed to say that we were able to keep every staff member paid and safe at home um wow. and just security was there we shut down for months and because this is an impact uh uh investment for me um i went in by myself for the first one the next ones are oh. yeah there had to be the beta version or there had to be the first okay. version that now okay. people can see the vision so yeah. i wasn't bogged down by a lot of loans or worrying about if creditors were going to come after me and what 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 okay. so um okay. i was able to just independently make decisions like hey when is when is it right when does it feel right to open back up let's test the waters let's do it this way and we've just been extremely agile so we one thing that came out of this whole thing that i just didn't know would be a proper business model for us is um production filming and private events because oh, we're wow. in yeah we do a lot of private events now like we actually just last Yay. weekend had um 30 doctors at the property you know taking wow. a break yeah it was it was incredible and i was just so That's happy awesome. to you know have them so that wasn't built into the business model at all but it's it's something where we're there not you go. it's a private property right. it's small so mm-hmm. you can actually afford to take over the whole thing and do your event and stay there I which see. is really cool yeah mm-hmm. That's cool right yeah. that is incredible yeah. so you guys are doing Sorry, Ben. Is the eating experience as great as you are describing the surroundings? Yeah, absolutely. we are big on food here. We are no, very no, no. big. Yeah. On food. <laughs> so, 
COVID also provided us with an interesting opportunity. So we hadn't, we had like a little private kitchen that we were using. We were going right. to convert one of our other garages into a kitchen as well. Right. But um, I ended up finding out that the property behind me, which is actually the largest uh, natural, not combining earths property in observatory has been the largest one since it was invented. And um, it was for sale. And I'm like, yeah, we, we, and it's connected to my property. So okay. we are, we are, we took that on and now we're going to do a full restaurant spa and then self catered units on that property, Whoa, that which is, is going to be absolutely incredible. It's going to be incredible. So our, our eating experiences right now are pretty much private and then just classes. Okay. So we do a lot of like really cool cooking classes and different type of cooking experiences. Awesome. So we did one. Our last one was um, a young chef, uh, young black chef. He's really, really cool guy. Each of our rooms is inspired by a different country throughout the continent. And our goal <gasps> is to actually trade with those countries, right? And so we, we designed everything. And so from the inception of it, I said, well, how do we inject food into this? How do we then... So the last event we did was almost like a gallery event. We had people doing all the starters and tasting throughout each of the different rooms. So we took those mm. traditional cuisines and he put a spin on it for each of those rooms. And so you That's walk awesome. through, wow. we created specific videos and some other, I'm not going to release all this stuff because you got to go, but some really cool stuff around fragrance, around what you see, around what you hear. And it was a full immersive experience. Yeah. So I could wow. go into a Ghana room and then go into a Nigeria room. Yeah. yeah. So tell us just a little bit more about the rooms. Are the rooms, um, awesome. uh, are they influenced by the cultures of the countries? What influences the designs of the rooms? This is so interesting. Sure. So um, specifically with that, um, I found a, a young designer who is just so incredible. Um, I, like mm -hmm. I said, I've kind of done interior design out of necessity to necessity, yeah. have to outsource, right? Um, yeah. I, I have a pretty decent eye. But when you take on a project like this, you realize, oh, yeah, I am not a real designer, right? <laughs> um, and so I, I tapped a young lady named uh, Lebel. I'm, I'm going to butcher her last name. I'm sorry, Mashego. Um, Masejo. Masejo, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Um, and she's incredible, honestly, and understood the vision very quickly. And we built the furniture from scratch, some of it, um, all the wow. beds. And, and Wow. Again, it's, it's supposed to be a full immersive experience. So if you are like, I love this bed. Can I get this in my house? Yeah, absolutely. We can build it for you. So... Um, so do you guys do that now? Like if yeah. your guests love the furniture, you can replicate it. I've done three or four in the last three or four. And it's cool because we'll do, we, I, I love this stuff. Right. And, and for us, it's, it's, we want to interact with you as much as possible and Absolutely. anything that we can help on, we want to be a part of that. So I had a, I have a client who is in Santin and she had this really big, huge house. She wanted the bed, but it needed to be a lot bigger. And so I was yeah. like, okay, I took, we did the specs. We took it to our manufacturer in Soweto actually. And he did it. Is that? Yeah. Wow. So as far as the design aspect, right. Um, one thing that I had noticed, I pointed out directly that South Africa has its own contemporary look and feel 
for right. current South Africa. Most countries through the continent don't have that, right? Mm -hmm. It's either Western European or it's a nod to the old. It's, you know, traditional. Yeah. Me, I'm always, when I travel, I'm always really interested to see somebody's design, like from just an aesthetic of what does it look like for the current climate, you know? Like, what do, what do I look and feel right now? And how does this environment respond? So yeah. it was really important for me to try to do something that was contemporary. So yeah. it's, it's pretty minimalistic. So it's landscape. We took natural cloths. We took different inspirations from each country and just injected it into the, the yeah. And, and, and again, a big part of that is, you know, COVID's made it a little bit more difficult, but we actually bring yeah. in products from small artisans from those countries. Yeah. So if it's, spray wow. rinse, if it's blankets, things like that, we actually bring those in and you can buy them again. Everything's for sale. So, and art, awesome. I'm sorry, I haven't, wow. I haven't talked about the art piece. Art is a huge part of it. Um, we're actually going to open up a virtual gallery here pretty soon. In the oh, next wow. Week. Yes. Um, but you'll see art throughout the whole hotel. Um, okay. And, okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Listen, um, when you come back, then we, we've got to go and eat and drink there. I'm we right are, here. Coming to, we are going to hang out there. You've forgotten that I'm in South Africa. I'm here. <laughs> no, I'm saying we can when you, no, when you come back from your parents in May, oh, we are going to hang yes. out over there. That's it. Please do. Please. We've got to check it out. <sighs> Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I know we're going time. there for the evening, Mizo. Yeah, we're um, going to have like to book a room and have like the full experience. Like, no, this we, is going to be awesome. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> join our mailing list. If you go on dayshouse.com, just right. join the mailing list that pops up and it'll yeah. tell you about all of the different events we're doing, the coffee shop we're opening up, all the different wow. things. We're doing so many cool things, to be honest. I'm, I'm, it's such a, it's such an exciting project and um it's really challenging um yes. but i love like just doing something that creates impact i mean we get messages all the time of people like i came to your place i didn't understand anything like this existed and it created a dialogue right like we want to interact mm -hmm. with you what does it mean as a south african to come into a tanzania room is this what yes. you thought it like? yeah what does it mean That's to go into it. a zim room right like yeah, we've actually even changed some of the design elements based on feedback that we've gotten and That's because okay. the art wow. gets bought and sold because certain things is but it, it's always changing it's always changing oh wow and so wow. um i really want to just grow and you know um really be, become a part of a community absolutely yeah i love that everything I, is for sale as well you know it's yeah, like, i love that i love this vase can i buy I it? Yeah. Love people it. do it all the time they're like is that for sale and i'm like yeah if you want that, absolutely. Like, really? That's I'm like, yeah. We've bought yeah. lights for people, everything. Yeah. That's wow. The only other hotel that I've ever had that does that, I went, before I left the Middle East, W was built in Qatar, right? Mm. So it's got an Asian level, Asia level. It's got um, the different cultures and Arabic level, Arabia influences from all over, but it's contemporary. And it is traditional, but contemporary. Even when they serve food, they've got different days for the different yeah. cultures. I really yeah. appreciate that so, so much. You'll find me there. All right. right. <laughs> I'll let them know. I'll let them know Gabriel sent me. So, yeah. Gabriel, so 
having moved into a new area, new country, you have an appreciation of the tribe to build such a business, to build this vision you have. Tell us a bit about the tribe in building a hotel. What sort of people are in your tribe and what have they, how, they, how they've impacted or how they've contributed to your business? That's a great, it's a great question. Honestly, it's yeah. a fantastic question. Um, it is. You know, you know, when I think hmm. about the people in my tribe are the people that empower me, that empower each other, that yeah. want to come into a space and want to be a part of something that creates a genesis or a legacy, you know, are not, yeah. sorry, that not, but, but creates a legacy. Right. And so, um, yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of artists, a lot of creatives, yeah. I mean, typically people that are in the space are people I'm inspired by, to be honest. Yeah. And it just gives me the drive to continue to do this. And um, I think vice versa, like a lot of people are like, whoa, you're pretty young to be doing something like this. I'm like, yeah, and I have no experience, you know, and um, I don't have a real estate background. I don't have a real estate degree, never did any right, did right. one real estate class. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the symbiotic relationship of seeing a space, seeing somebody doing something that you care about and wanting to help them and vice versa, because we're at the yeah. same. We want to empower you, you empower us, and it creates a symbiotic relationship. So, I just want to create more of that because even with COVID, even with, um, you know, the little bit of time we've even had to test out our own theories and my own idea of how it was going to work, um, it's been really successful for me, you know, yeah. and it's, and, uh, people walk into the space and like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is a really cool, you did that, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I, I want to create more of that where it just continues to inspire and activate other people to do the same thing. Yeah. Yes, that's my goodness. That is wow. incredible. Mm. Yeah. Um, so when you now that you've done um our South Africa and you've uh, you've started to see that you want to build this chain of boutique hotels, mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about your process for Morocco. Have you figured out what you want to do there? Are you gonna get land there? Are you uh, have you found a building? How's that process going so far? Yeah. Um, two big realizations. Listen, this is all a learning experience. It's all, um, I think even the, the, the thing that actually is really um, comforting for me is even the, the, the most tenured real estate person, when you start entering into different markets, when you enter into different vehicles of assets, when you do different things, it's starting over in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. Maybe a little more empowered with the numbers, but it's still a completely different business. So yes. for me, that's nice because it, it evens the playing field in a lot of ways. So mm -hmm. Morocco has been a really interesting uh, uh, like use case for me. Um, <sighs> the first thing I did was, I know I'm not renovating, gut renovating a property again. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> It's crazy. It's way too crazy. Um, yeah. So it's 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 one thing to like, and then again with my specific mission, I only hired 
black contractors and all these things. And it has nothing yeah. to take away from them, but mostly a lot of them have smaller companies, right? Yeah. They don't get absolutely. offered, they don't get the 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 opportunity to the do these contracts. bigger jobs. Yeah. And me, I'm a very pedantic person. So if it's like this, I gotta take it back to here, you know. So the the the, the cultural exchange becomes a lot right and, yes. and and that's a lot to work on so for me yeah. um, i know that that's a waste of time for me for me personally yeah. for my mission because that's not the main goal right mm. yes um so i can take existing buildings redo the interior only and go from there and that cuts down my okay. time right okay. so yes. we identified um uh do i want to do i want to say this I'm I'm in uh I'm in contract <laughs> on a place that's uh a 30 room hotel that was just built okay. and it's about 15 minutes outside of Marrakesh and it's on a five acre I'm sorry let me say hectares it's on a two and a half hectare lavender farm. Okay. Oh wow lavender an incredible property. Oh wow. Um and oh, so I've cool. already I've already done so much as far as the vision building and all these different things and our goal is to represent every single country throughout the continent. So we'll do the same yeah. country, countries, you know, this each is room incredible. This is so incredible. Is this by any chance near the Beba tribe in the Atlas Mountains? No, 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 no. So I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because like that's where I'm thinking. No, no. Oh, okay. But this, but this okay. is but it's so cool because if you know Marrakesh, you know the Medina, yeah. the old city is yes, very much I do. Like, you know, mm. but it's, 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 again, you know, if I go back to this ideology and this theory of what I'm doing, um, I originally had a place in there. I have a friend there uh, who had a place and he was willing to partner with me. And we were going to do that one originally to Riyadh, mm -hmm. right? So Riyadh yeah. is like internal courtyards and it's five or six rooms and whatever. They're beautiful. However, yeah. in, in I the found them very, very filled with tourists. Like I found like actual Marrakesh to be overflowing with tourists that's why like mm. i prefer the atlas mountains and yeah. being around the beba tribe because it was yeah. just more better like it yeah i feel like that's what life is it's not this tourist trap definitely, you know definitely. and i mean even if you go outside of marrakesh so i've been to morocco a bunch of times and you go outside just a little bit it's completely different because everything's yeah. so you know focus it's hyper focus on you know the medina for tourists and so what i yes. realized i just started to do some research and i'm like man there is over two thousand riyads in the medina alone how oh, is my yeah. brand really gonna stand out yeah and i went back to mm. that whole okay this is that santin rosebank problem right mm. i know i'm gonna lose, <laughs> gonna lose authenticity and intimacy in being mixed in with these guys so i found yeah. This other property, like I said, it's about 10, 15 minutes away from uh, the Medina. And it's on its own. There's nothing else by it, right? It's on this huge property, it's huge estate wow. by itself. And there's so many things that we want to do that. So to go back to your question, which is um, what's the process now? Yeah. Fundraising. Fundraising is the process. Okay. Now. Uh, <laughs> that is a whole different ball game. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's been very interesting, really insightful um i've fundraised before but uh it's different when you're going to a different country that of investors course. you typically talk to are not familiar with my investors mm -hmm. also are like on a different continent 
and they hear certain yeah. things. So now you're playing a, a, a more political role, right? And 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 I'm 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 advocating for the continent. I'm not advocating for my hotel. Do you know what I mean? Ah, oh, okay. Wow. Because are the investors worried that the countries may be politically unstable, etc.? Anything that you think that they're worried about, they're worried about. All of it. All of the above. <laughs> oh. Is there electricity? It, do, how do they get there? They no. Get there by no, guys. Come on. No oh, way. How, <laughs> how, did, how did they think you're connecting with them on Zoom if we don't have <laughs> I, you know, oh, listen, what about the wars? What about the wars? <laughs> I, literally everything. I mean, do they have running water? How do you get running? Like, does it come from the sea? You, you've got to be kidding people me. People with buckets coming. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard it all. I've heard it all. Um, and, and listen, um, I think within these type of things, you have a certain vision and you have a certain, you know, so I'm, I'm so serious about the experience and what happens in Yeah. Right. But, then on the flip side, who you partner with, who invests, who's a part of that and a part of that community mm. and tribe is also just as a, just as serious. And, you know, unfortunately, um, I wanted to do it a specific way where whereby, I mean, this is a real estate show, right? Okay. So, yep. okay, cool. So I wanted to do like a REIT, right? I wanted to do a real estate investment trust and everybody yeah. would invest in this trust and it's a fund trust. and I go and yeah. buy my things. Yeah. I wanted it to be a black only REIT right yes and sounds amazing okay and anybody that's amazing doing it, yes anybody that's <laughs> doing it hands off to you and hats off to you and you are incredible because it yeah. is extremely difficult for me personally we Very have difficult. one we have it's, one Gabriel. You we have approached us. oh please we have Let's... several several Gosh, in man. south africa no, 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 no. But but here's the thing, though. What what I'm looking for, you know, is to bridge the gap. We're talking about the diaspora yeah. in Africa. Yeah. My people are African Americans, the UK, stuff like that. Yeah. There's yeah. a massive disconnect between knowledge, between culture, and between wealth and opportunity. Wealth and you know, opportunity. Just from a knowledge standpoint, you guys That's understand true. what it means to own land. We don't. Okay. That's a yeah. big hurdle. Yeah. So bridging that gap becomes very tough very tough yeah I, so so I that's where you know you have to pick and choose where do i spend my time yeah what am I, how am i doing these things and what type yeah. of level of what can i give to this and what's my time like what is my time yeah. worth how much mm -hmm. of my time can i spend fundraising versus building and what you realize listen if you're building a hotel brand you're fundraising that's 60 that's 70 80 percent of your job you know, Ooh, that's yeah. so that is so very that's huge. That's a huge so, shift, um, right? It is. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm just interested. Uh, have you tried uh, doing? Uh, are you also open to South African investors? Yeah, absolutely. Or are they investors from the continent? Absolutely, absolutely. Listen, I think um, you know, in the, during lockdown, I'm a pretty private person, so I usually move and let my work just kind of speak for my for itself and. Just kind of mm -hmm. do my thing, but during lockdown, um, really kind of taught me to, like, even if Connect. I fail, what I'm doing is pretty powerful, right? Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. just a lot of people haven't done it and had the opportunity, and I'm blessed to have the opportunity to do it. So I need to talk about it. That's the fact. Absolutely. Even yes. if this whole project and all these different things all fall apart, 
the fact is I was able to try it and learn a bunch of things along the way. And other people mm-hmm. need to learn from my experiences as well. So I started to do a lot of like um, talks and conversations. And so that's what mostly what I do nowadays. And so I talk to a lot of South Africa, or not a lot, but I talk to a few South African investors. And it, it again, it empowers me or it, it invigorates me to like, I want to do different things. I want to go into agri hotel and all these different vertical <laughs> integrations. Of, you know, yeah. it's just there's so much cool things happening, you know? Yeah. You know why I ask? We've had some <laughs> some um, investors on here, but the one that stands out the most, uh, I don't know what episode it is, but I feel like you should connect with um, Sakisizwe. Sakisizwe, absolutely. We've yes, got a new trust. Yes, okay. they can help you set up the stock file and they can help you um, uh, basically no, start to the, market the it. And, all- yeah, the trust already exists. Oh, no, so no, no. they've got a stock fell and there is a trust. Yeah. And in the mm. trust, we've already started buying properties via the trust. So the trust yeah. is very, it was launched during the lockdown. Oh, man. Right? Yes. And what they do is they partner with someone like yourself. You're looking for yes. funds. Here they are. But our trust, um, our trust participants own a portion of of yeah. that property yeah. that's mm. exactly and that, that no, their model the whole time they, they they had been providing equity for other developments and they were just an equity partner but yeah now the participants want to own a piece of the property yeah. and that yeah. means they are just shareholders but you are partnering with the trust really and there's a fund and i tell you in eight weeks they've just raised one million 1.1 million nice fantastic yeah because it's so powerful because we grew up on this on what we call in in the u.s you would call it a crowdfunding or yes yeah absolutely we grew up on these things so they they are there but no one had shown us the power in real estate Mm. investment and this 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 young lady as lindy that runs the sakisis were absolute powerhouse she's done incredible Mm. things in the lockdown she raised half a million just like that by just doing talks because she is believable she is accountable and she really is a good communicator i feel like mm. we are ah, yeah, please tonight. make a connection that'd be great yes uh, yeah Love definitely yeah. definitely you, we can yeah. connect you i think that I feel like what you're talking about, and also what I love about Saki Sizwe, it's mainly black investors. Mm-hmm. And last I checked, Slindile mm-hmm. was teaching other people to do what she does on Facebook. So, you don't, so she basically will teach you how to set that up, how yeah. to do it, help you market it, help you get people on board. And because you already have Day's House where people can go and look and see, hey, this thing is happening and they can see it in real life it won't be that difficult to raise the no. funds yeah right it is episode yeah, yeah. number seven yeah that? episode number seven okay okay episode i'll watch it I'll, I'll, watch it. I'll, I'll definitely watch it um you know but you know it, it it really goes back to making sure that for me the tribe from the top all the way down to the cleaner mm. you know the yeah. investor down to That's the security the guard everybody is a part of that community right i get text messages from my security guards almost daily like man we love working here 
Like it's yes. crazy, you know? That's and I'm so like, why? What do, you, what do you guys do? What do you do that? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, so, but, but so it's, That's it's, so nice. it's yeah, I, I just, again, it, it's, it's a learning curve and it's something where you say, mm -hmm. okay, how do I, how do I make the right mistakes so that I, they're not permanent mistakes? Yeah, right. that's the most important thing with raising funds and things like that. Mm -hmm. These are permanent moves now, right? So I have to yes. make sure that uh, the right people are with me and we're building the community the right way uh, from yes. the get go of. But yeah, it's it's super exciting though, super exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'm I'm here. I'm 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 doing it. So we wow, yeah, no, I have a, I have a COVID question because I'm sure someone <laughs> listening to this podcast is gonna kick us if we don't ask it. Yeah, you say so. You still going ahead? You still really, really want this boutique experience hotel, even even after having experienced um a COVID slump in business? Mm -hmm. Why would you go ahead? what what is your motivation what inspires you to do that yeah um i think personally we're going to see a massive shift actually it's already happened in america it's happened in the uk actually the numbers are there already to be honest yeah. which is to say that people want one more rural experiences that's the first thing they don't necessarily want to be in a huge congested place and we can actually even predict and say based on str reports to say this is probably going to be the next five to seven years right yeah. even just the long-term effects psychologically of what it means to be around a bunch of people what it means to stay around and then also economics and what's changed in industry with work from home and the type of environments you want to be in what that leads me to then believe is okay if you want to be out somewhere and you want to be in a certain experience and my business is built on experience so on experience COVID has actually heightened uh, our abilities and yes. our it's allowed a smaller operator to come in and actually penetrate the market right now. So for me, I, I think it's the best opportunity. It's the best time. Pre-COVID, I was running against a lot of big players that of could just course. spin up a hotel and their numbers make sense and it works. Now mm. they have to think twice about it, right? Mm. They have to say, mm, we're going to put the plug on this. We're going to pull this. We're going to pull back. We're going to focus on what's already existing. That's a, yes. that's a opportunity that hasn't existed for about 30 years because hotels yeah. have been growing at a crazy rate for a very yeah, long time. They were. So yeah, yeah they it's, it's, if anything, it's, it's more opportune now than ever. And things are cheaper depending on what market you're in and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. That was a great yeah, question, Misa. That is such an amazing um, COVID answer because all of us are looking at the same thing. If you are looking to stay at the Holiday Inn forever, guys, I don't know. About <laughs> <Yeah. COVID>. Listen, <laughs> and hey, that's that's if that's you, there's no problem with that. There's that's no you. problem. Hey, do that. True. That's great. And and <gasps> I think another thing that makes my business model a little bit different, you know, um, a lot of real estate numbers are built on catering for everybody my place is not meant to cater for everybody it's yeah, not going to be the guy that wants to be at the marriott and get his marriott points and transfer them and do that and there's going to be the corporate guy who wants a massive room and he doesn't mm -hmm. want to be interacting with people and talking to people there should be a place for him there should be a place for yep. the there should be a place for everybody so for me no problem if my property is not for you or if day's house isn't the type of brand you like 
go somewhere. It's completely fine, you know. Yeah, but there's yeah. enough people in this world that travel that want to do something different. Um, and that's yes. what yeah. Yes. Wow. This is this is actually extremely powerful. I'm very full from this. I want to sit I, and digest everything. How about you, Visa? I am I am just in an amazing time. I don't want any more. This is very <laughs> <laughs> wow, Gabriel, this has been such an incredible way, way, way more than we had bargained for. This is yeah, so this is incredible. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we don't going? go anywhere yet. We're moving on to the next. No, segment. yeah, absolutely. No, no, I'm just I'm happy to be here. <laughs> okay. So guys, stay with us. We're moving on to the next segment. On to the next segment of our show magical feedback from our hosts where our hosts share their three takeaways from today's episode so we're back with magical feedback okay so misa do you want to start the feedback oh this my is, gosh where, where do, do we, we start, start? <laughs> <laughs> where do we even start okay yes actually let me start with what was going to be my number two Mm. I think what I love, love, and I extracted the most out of what Gabriel was was relating is that he combines his real estate um, investing with his love of art and creation. Mm. So he has got artisans in there. He's got chefs. He's got artists in there. He's living exactly his life he's living the dream he's just not real estate investing you know dry like that multi-let make money here no Mm. he's got an opportunity to interact with the very things that he loves photography food artists musicians uh, designers the whole shoot i really really like that and i hope one day i'm gonna be an investor like that just yeah oh my gosh like yeah. I owe my so I guess like I owe my sister a huge apology because she's always wa- you know how she is, right? Yeah. You know <laughs> this is how she wants to invest. And I keep yeah. wanting to be practical. So practical. I think like listening to mm. Gabriel today, I'm like, yeah. I need to I need to step out of my sister's way and allow mm-hmm. her to do whatever. And mm-hmm. I need to allow myself. To do what yeah. I do best, which is like yeah. I'm great at setting up structures, operations, automating things, making sure that businesses run with ease. Like I can do that. She yeah. should be allowed to just do her thing. Just so I feel like, thing. wow, okay, that was, I don't know. Like I'm actually going to make that my takeaway. It's a very personal takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. So I that think, is actually my I first takeaway so. is that like, by stopping her from being herself and from yeah. having this vision, which she's shared with you as well, right? Like she she's has. very I mean, conceptual she's very, and very visual scared. and exactly like this, the arts, everything. And I'm like, I can we it. please just focus on the money? Please can we focus <laughs> on the bottom line and the numbers and make it make sense? No more, no more. But like to I'm going to allow myself to also... Because I love her vision. I love what she's about. And it feels good. And I love that he talked about the feeling. 
right? Mm -hmm. And it feels good. So I'm going to trust that as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so please do that. Please do that and listen to honey. I think she's on to something there. And yes. to your defense, Ben, I, I mean, I tell everyone that I'm such a nerd and I don't see creative in me. You know, um, <laughs> things have to be in straight lines and blocks. And But, but when someone says it, you see that you actually have a creative streak in yourself. It's just that mm. like we don't allow it as much as Gabrielle does, yeah. as much as Honey does. Yeah. So right, because I'm like the poetry and the right and the creative writing must be compartmentalized for this real estate business. We were told about the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, and I'm just like, when he was talking, I was just like, this yeah. is like listening to my sister's vision and yeah. hearing. At all, you know, and you have heard her. You have, I have. You know how she moves, and her entire. She's just that person. Like all that he discussed is how she wants to she wants do real, she estate wants real estate. And no, guys. So that is my takeaway. So that's takeaway number one. We can move on to your second one. <laughs> okay. So, so we had the same takeaway, guys. It's a mega takeaway for us. Yeah. So I have got a million takeaways, but let me do, let me make this one my second takeaway because we are in COVID time. We are threatened by a third wave. The boutique hotel model that Day's House has got in mind has taken off. COVID, I mean, mm. uh, in spite COVID notwithstanding, right? Because. <laughs> yeah. COVID created an opportunity for a smaller operator to compete because mm. now more people know that maybe my time is very limited on earth. What are they going to spend on? They are going to actually yeah. spend on deep experiences. They are going to experience mm. life rather than just sleep in a hotel. And that's yes. what he, that's what Gabriel is is creating with with these boutique hotels. You go there for real experiences. You can experience several countries within the same hotel. You are not just yeah. looking at some wall that looks like another wall in Cape Town, another yes. wall in Dubai, or wherever it is. So I really like that takeaway. This is a real mm. experience, real estate business. It's not just any business. Yes. Wow. Okay. I really, that's such a key takeaway. Yeah. My other takeaway, my second takeaway is, you know how he said, and this is really a great takeaway because yeah. I think that Tony um, has been trying to get us to really, uh, my sister and I to really start seeing real estate investment in this way. But he was saying, you know, it was crazy that he walked in and a building was for sale in Florida. Yeah. And he's like, wait, when I run the numbers, I make less money on a building than I do on one unit with Airbnb. Right. That is crazy, right? right? And mm -hmm. we always think of more is more. More is better. Right? Oh my God. Right? And he was <sighs> literally like, no, one unit makes way more because of the business Remember. because of the real estate model that i'm using which is airbnb than an entire building so it doesn't make sense for us to buy a building and what most uh, when 
actually, if we just buy one unit at a lower price, we would actually make way more money than the entire building, than all the units in the building. So for me, yes, it just keeps coming back to the fact that actually it's not about the number of units in your portfolio. It's also about how are those units cash flowing, right? So, and we often think that, oh, I need to get 10 properties, but maybe sometimes someone with 10 properties is not even making, making and you it. and I have known this experience. We've seen we this do. often, We've like seen it. where someone has 10, 20 units and they don't even make the profits that someone with one or two units oh. is making. Yeah. Don't even, you know, <laughs> I know, I know we're both thinking about the same thing. So like, we're not going to talk about it any deeper, but yeah, that's, so that's my takeaway. It's to always yeah. come back to that, that it's not yeah. about having tons of units. It's no. not about quantity. It's about quality, yeah. quality, the quality. quality of um, investments Investing. that you are making. And I think I, we often forget that, right? Because we yeah. go after quantity. Quantity. And they had him and his partner in, 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 in New York City. They had four apartments. They airbnb Within three months, they both left their jobs. Come on. <gasps> no building. Mm. Huh? Mm. airbnb only because it was in the right spot and they were doing yeah. the right things. Oh my God. Not like 10 <gasps> units, not 20 units. So this is really, really getting me to sit down and think, really think. Wow, me powerful. Me too. That is yeah. powerful. So my my last takeaway, because that's all that's allowed here, is <laughs> <laughs> my heart is sore. I've got like seven. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I've quick picked this one particularly because um financing real estate is such a big mm -hmm. challenge for most people. People don't start because all of them keep telling me, oh, I'm sure I need lots of money to begin. Or mm -hmm. um, the banks are going to say, no, you don't even. Mm -hmm. Did you hear him mention the bank? No. All right. So he spoke about <laughs> fundraising. Fundraising yes. is one thing that you are going to have to do as a real estate investor. And look at how it has changed him. He speaks more. He says he's an introvert. I don't think so, but there you are. Number two, he sees that fundraising for, for, for his concept of the boutique hotels is a political game. Mm. He has learned about real estate investment trust, the REITs, because mm. he can see the vision he knows where he wants to get to, and he knows he he is building for impact. That is what mm. his drive is about. So his fundraiser is has 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 created a lot of opportunity, sure, but mm. it has awakened in him the giant that can speak, that can network yes. more, and he knows he needs to. So real estate yes. investing exciting in that way. It takes yes. you out of your comfort zone. You do certain things. And now mm. he knows he's got to play the political game to get this. Lovely. Yes. Yes. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. My final takeaway, obviously, if you know me well enough, you'll understand that I caught this 
completely was that people are looking for a more rural experience <laughs> because of covid right like yeah. people are looking for to move out of the city i feel like that they i'm always gonna say this that like i feel mm -hmm. like there are so many that our villages and our rural spaces globally are underutilized right yeah. is that like with covid people can't really walk around in cities um, yeah. freely but if you are in a village somewhere and you're like living on like an acre on of plot. land right you can jog around you can walk around people are looking for that so this comes back to again for me the takeaway is don't rule out village land don't rule yeah. out rural experiences right this is so so powerful that, that is powerful. this is something that like i think people will start as people are doing remote work as gabriel says people may start looking to other places and saying i just want to be around nature like i'm sick and tired of being cooped up in this house in the city take me to some remote village somewhere where i can walk around, connect with the land, connect with the earth, do my own thing, and just feel like I'm getting back to myself. So Absolutely. that was my major takeaway. That is so let's move on to the next segment of the show. Now on to the journey to magical expansion, where we ask our guests the same five questions we ask every guest. Okay, so guys, welcome to the journey to magical expansion. I'm going to leave it up to Mizo to kick us off as usual. I love it. <laughs> Gabriel, please tell us what book changed your life. It could be a fairy tale, a business book, a real estate book, or a hotel real estate mm. book. I've never heard of one. What <laughs> book changed your life? Mm, mm. What mm. book changed my life? I get asked it's about tough, books okay. a lot, and it's funny because I, I read a I read a fair amount, um, and there's there's uh, uh, there's so many. Um, I, it, it would have to be something that has nothing to do with real estate, to be completely honest with you. So, Absolutely, um, that's okay. Mel, Mel Hooks, all about love. I think that changed my life. Um, all about love. Yeah, Bell Hooks, and um, okay. it, it really is just the talk about what love means and it talks about what um like the structure of love you know mm -hmm. and how that permeates through your life and the good examples and the bad examples and the way we um perceive love in modern day culture is not yeah. necessarily what love is yeah. and okay. i try to think of everything i do with embodying love and having love, love. In it. So that was okay. a very powerful mm. book yeah wow oh, wow, wow. I love okay. that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what keeps you inspired? Ah, everything. Man. I think right now is such a great time to just be alive, especially as like a black person. Um, I have so many peers <laughs> that are, you know, doing so many incredible things and just being on IG and being able to see some of the things they're doing is absolutely incredible. Okay. I'm constantly inspired by the changing environments that I go into, you know, okay. even seeing a city like New York coming back this side uh, to America and seeing that no matter how many people left the city, 
no matter COVID or anything, it's resilient and it's going to adapt and evolve and change. And now it's changed permanently in some way. And I love that, you know, and and for me, that inspires me. Um, Even coming back home and just kind of seeing things (laughs) and the way they've gone. Uh, it's just incredible. Um, so mm-hmm. sorry, we have a baby in the background. My best that friend. That is so cute. Yeah, <laughs> he's not a kid. So, um, but yeah. So you know, it's 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 um it's inspiring. It's inspiring. Yeah. Everything. I, I take my inspiration like visually and just whatever. Honestly, just yeah. I don't know. It's I'm inspired by everything every day. Honestly, we like that. We wow. like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, here's a difficult question for you. What do you wish you had known or done before embarking on, especially the hotel business journey? Oh, that's a great question. Um, um, man, there's so much. There's so much. I think maybe the main thing, listen, I'm, I, a lot of the entrepreneurial journey that I've, I've had um, even yeah. though the two primary businesses I talked about, I had a business partner. I've done a yeah. lot alone. I've done a lot of businesses alone. I've kind of, you know, came up with concepts and just done things. And that's how I work, right? I just, mm-hmm. I take something I think about and I just do it. Mm-hmm. This is not a journey that is one that should be done alone. It's a very tough journey alone, unless you have a lot of experience mm-hmm. in it and you come from the hotel background and you understand yeah. the numbers and you have the support already built out. There's so many facets to it. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's very tough in isolation. Um, Mm -hmm. I luckily again, have built my community to be able to lean on people and say, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think Mm -hmm. about this? But um, making foundational decisions and building the architecture of it is a lot of work is a lot of work. And when you're trying to change like a culture, create a culture, um, you've got to bounce that off multiple people. And so Mm -hmm. I've unofficially made so many people a part of my business, you know, because doing it alone is impossible. And um, yeah, I think I would have embarked on this journey with somebody who I could have trusted, who also seen the vision. And I probably would have suck out, you know, I would have seeked out somebody who had that same vision in mind and we would have been able to run with it. But at that time where I was, I really wanted to create something now and I was ready. And I just, that's kind of how I operate. And I just did it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's such a great. That's such a great answer. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Like that's actually helping me for something I'm busy with in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Um, and what do you think you still need to learn in real estate or the hotel business in particular? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm still a super novice, right? So everything. I mean, I I. <laughs> There's so many different type of models. Yeah, it's listen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, that's I, true. There's a lot that I don't know. There's a ton that I don't know, and even okay. um, I sit on a lot of like really high end conversations and talks and panel talks because right. I want to see what the end looks like. I want to see what the guys, the 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 serial property owners of you know a hundred Marriotts around the world. What do they know? What are their problems? What is the issue they're dealing with, right? Mm. And you realize that it's so tied to structure. And so the Marriott, the Hilton, these places exist because they have their efficiencies and structures down. And I think that's a journey. I think that that in and of itself is a massive journey and a massive human resource undertaking and and so many different things, right? So Mm. um, yeah, I think 
structure wise um, would probably be my biggest. How do I take all these cool things, put them into a structure, put it into a box and be able to send it out and have and empower other people to be me and do that. Do it. Very, I tough. Guess. Very tough. Because yeah. all this stuff lives in my head. That's true. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, how, how do you package know, it into a box? Yeah, you know, I know mm. that gold door handles is going to be good because of this. I just know this and I just do that. You, you get what I'm saying? Yes. Realizing yeah. is yeah. very, very tough and realistic. Gosh, that's going to be tough, hey? For experience. Can you become a generic one little package and say, okay, let's send it off to Kenya. Let's go build it again. I think that's where the challenge us. is. Yeah, right? because no, that's where you end up with a Marriott yeah. in every country that is that's the exact my thing. same. Well, so no, so, so the here's talent. the thing. So I yeah. will say being in America, it does give me an advantage to say that there are a lot of boutique hotel brands that have built throughout the country that okay. are a great example of what it means to um, permeate a, sp a specific place and yes. be a part of the community. Ace Hotel is actually from my hometown. It's from Seattle, Washington. And it's okay. it's, it's a brand that I looked up to. And Ace oh, Hotel okay. is able, I mean, they're privately held now. Unfortunately, the owner operator passed away a few years back. But, oh, okay. um, you know, they were a staple in our community. They were a staple for musicians. And what they mm -hmm. were able to do was create this really cool creative culture and just take it to different cities. And oh, okay. New York, there's one in Japan now. There's one in London. And it's still known for that thing. So it's not impossible, right? Yes. Soho House exists all over the world. Yeah, right? yes. That's true. a certain culture. And there's yes. a structure behind Soho House. So how yeah. do I create that same detail and structure to empower people to, to recognize that their community is a good place for this? And then now mm. we collaborate and we make one, you know? Mm. Um, so that's something that I'd say I'm working on. I'm more glad with that. I, I, yeah. feel, I feel like you are onto something that they, I, I really, 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 these houses. Thanks, guys. So, in another five years, you'll come back at, at our podcast and let us know how it went. <laughs> I was with the important part because I will be retired and I'll be on some, I'll maybe, I, I, so. I don't know, we'll see. I totally see you doing that. I yeah. do. So what, <laughs> I'm I'm not even joking about this. What is your what what property resource would you send someone to? Have you got a podcast, a book, a YouTube video, something that that is um property related that you can send yeah. someone the, to? The, what design? The, what design? Oh, design. Oh man, you know what? That's a great question. <laughs> And I'm going to have to follow up with you and send it because I did actually read um, about six months ago, a friend right. of mine who's an architect sent me this book. It's from the 80s. It's this guy who's like, um, I want to say he's an Italian designer. And it's an incredible book on the philosophy of design. I'm, I'm wow. like a philosophical person, right? Like I really love yeah. the idea around something and what it means to move you. So that book is really good. I'll have to follow up with you guys and give you that. And maybe you can put it in the notes. Um, oh, yeah. The, 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 the name is at the tip of my tongue, but I don't want to mess it up. And then outside of that, um, you know, another big one is uh, the real estate game. You know, uh, yeah. the real estate game is such an incredible book because, again, he teaches you real estate as a whole and gamifies it to say, what environmental, like what cards do you hold in this game? Are you the investor? 
Do you have environmental knowledge? Do you have the network? And really breaks it down from a, it doesn't matter if you're looking at a single home or you're looking at building a mall and developing a whole city. Absolutely. Same numbers apply, same type of knowledge base and what you need to do to get to the place of executing is the same steps and same process. So I love mm -hmm. the philosophy behind the real estate game. It's an incredible book. Um, okay. I tell people typically when I when I advise, I say, read the first chap first four chapters and right. understand yeah. numbers. If you can do that, then move on, right? He teaches you envelope numbers and stuff like that. Once you get that, yeah. you can evaluate a deal in five minutes. You can do any deal you want, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Love that. Yeah. Uh, do you know who wrote it? Do you have an... Uh, I can't remember his name off the top. Um, the it's the it only one. It's some, the real estate it is, Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I, isn't it written by two people? No, no, it's like Todd Prevu or something like that, or Tom Prevu. Thomas, I think it's Thomas Prevu. Pre Prevu. Or something. Okay, Thomas. okay. Yeah. we will. We yeah, will look at that, guys. Yeah, yeah. I okay. can get quickly, but yeah, go yeah. ahead. William yeah. Prevu. Prevu. William. It's William. Yeah, William. There you go. William. William Prevu. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and you're right. It is. It's Jeffrey. Uh, Cruikshank and William Pruvu. Cruikshank and William Pruvu. Yeah. Incredible book. Incredible book. Okay. Uh, I keep, okay. I keep shifting. This is fantastic. Yes. <laughs> this is awesome. I'm going to read it. Um, yeah. Four I can't chapters. Wait. Four chapters. Read the first That's four, it. understand the numbers, then move on. Yeah. Then move on. Awesome. We'll definitely do that. Yeah. I usually just kind of like use Mizo as my numbers person. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I like do this for me. <laughs> I, listen, I'm not even going to lie. I'll tell you a secret, which I haven't told anybody, which okay. was, I used that book to run real estate number on days. I had not read it. I had it on my shelf and I had wow. it for a while. And, um, it's hard for me to just read numbers. I'm not a numbers person. I'm not that person. Yeah. I'm like, well, I get bored by numbers. And so, but the interesting thing to make it relevant, he'd say, okay, here's what's called BOE numbers, which is back of the envelope numbers, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I just say, okay, this is boring. Let me literally look at a property and do this as a real use case. And that's mm -hmm. how it got ingrained in me. And I was like, oh, oh, this is actually really easy. Because I, like I just applied it to me. Yeah. I like yes. that. I like that. And when, when, when I teach mentees, I just say, this is something you do on a restaurant segment. Just yeah. so that it's not so scary. We can just sit there and quickly work it out. Quickly, quickly. And then you can say to the real estate agent, no, I'm, I'm good. You can and carry once on. I don't like once That's the word it. gets out that you're an investor, I mean, you got real estate agents from all over calling you and throwing <laughs> you. Deal. Like I get calls, crazy ones. Oh, do you want a warehouse in Mexico? <laughs> a warehouse. square feet. And I'm like, what? And then me being crazy, I'm like, well, maybe I do. Let me run the numbers. So I just run the numbers <laughs> quickly and say, yes, no. I'm out. And that's, it's that fast. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. But, wow. Oh my gosh, Gabriel, this, this has been so much fun. Like yep. loads of fun. Thank you so, so much for, for your time and for the odd hour in Seattle. Guys, we, 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 we got him out of bed to come and talk yes. to us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you so much, Gabriel. How do people get hold of you? So there's yeah. people listening here. So guys, stayshouse.com, go check it out. 
um, yeah. go to observatory, go hang out there. <laughs> um, and also how do Investors? people that are listening and are like, I want to be part of this. I want to invest. How do they get hold of you? I'm listen. I'm a I'm an open book. Um, I love talking. I love helping. So you can contact me directly, Gabriel at dayshouse.com. Um, our Instagram and stuff on Days House is pretty good. So you know, um, Days House SA is our oh, Instagram. Is yeah. Yep. S-A. Yep. yep. SA, yeah, South Africa. Yeah. Not ZA though. I, I don't know why. That's obviously American mix-up. But um, so yeah, so those are the best ways to get a hold of me. And um, I even have like a calendarly link where I'll let anybody essentially you can go to calendarly slash Gabe Gabriel Lavelle and you can book 30 with 30 minutes with me for free. So I I I offer it to people that are interested in talking about the vision or even going through their own thing, new investors. And I, I just want to help and empower as many people as I can. So please reach out. Yeah. We are going to do exactly that. Okay, cool. I can see Dave's house on Instagram. Love it. Hmm. Okay. Then you're muted. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think she's muted. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Can you please? <laughs> we can hear you now. <laughs> sorry, guys. Can you please repeat the Calendly uh, link um, for people? I'm going to put it in the newsletter as well because we'll get yeah, this Calin, out into the newsletter. Yeah, it's Calendly.ly uh, slash my name. So Gabriel mm-hmm. and then yeah, last name as well, right? Yeah, that's mm. what I did there. Okay. 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 This is awesome. Thank you so much, Gabriel. And um, I have no more questions. Miso, do you have any more questions? I mean, I've got a bunch, but the podcast <laughs> has to come to an end. Sure. <laughs> Gabriel. Thank you. Thank you again for the generosity of time and information and mm. just openness. We hope you find your investors and I hope I become one of them. If I, yes. if I can own one share. One That's share. Okay. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So thank you so much, Gabriel. Thank you so much, Mizo. Thank you so Thanks, much, babe. Property Magicians, for tuning in. We will see you next week. On the flip uh, side. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa, and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free, and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as Vangile Makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc. 
Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast, and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.